Gospel sermon is very good, but what I'm saying is if you don't like it, complain to Tom and don't complain at me. There you go. So, we're looking at commitment today. We're carrying on our Blueprint uh, sermon series. So, we're looking, it's a series about all about who we are called to be as a church, as individuals. And one of those themes is commitment, how we're committed to each other, how we're committed to God, uh, and what that means for us as a community. But the first question I want to ask you is, do we have any Wimbledon fans in the building? Oh, quite a few, quite a few. And did any of you watch the finals? Yeah, quite a few people. I know in our household it's a big thing. I think uh, Sophia's been starting the Wimbledon discipleship early in our household, and Kit was watching it, Freya was watching it. Um, so it was good. But what I want to ask you is, what do you think? And I'm going to make Bethany do the running this time, because it's normally me that gets... There you go. Uh, what do you think it takes to be a great Wimbledon champion? What do you need to do or be to be a great Wimbledon champion? Commitment. Well, well done, Tim. You can have a gold star for that one. Hard work and practice that goes on day after day. No Hard. let up. Hard work, practice day after day, yeah. Enough courage with Jesus. I love that. Courage in Jesus, always good answers. Brilliant. Resilience. Resilience, yeah. Discipline as well. Discipline, brilliant. We'll have one more. Concentration as well. Concentration, yeah, definitely, definitely. Perfect, they're all really good answers. So the thing I'm going to ask you, have you, maybe... I'm not expecting any of you to have competed in the Wimbledon final over the last week, but maybe have some of you achieved something really special this week or something you are proud of. I know there's been lots of sports days going on. Has anyone won a race at their sports day? Or maybe you've had a good school report? Uh, or maybe there's been something else that's been going on in your life that you want that's been something that you can celebrate, that you've achieved, something that's been special? Yeah, there's one at the back. Go on, Bethany. Get running. <laughs> I passed my ballet exam. Brilliant. I passed my ballet exam. Well done. So many I know. I could do the sermon through interpretive dance, but I think uh, you'd find it quite boring and it would be a bit embarrassing. Our team won first place in sports day. Amazing. That's so good. I've been studying for 13 months for my HR qualification, and I've just received it. Amazing. Oh, and we had a team-building day at, um, at work, I almost said school, and it was, ra- it was rounders, and I was always in the school rounders team because I was really good at bowling, but I never once hit the ball. But my three times in this week, I hit the ball every time. Hey, there we go. I was second place in sports day. Ah, well done. Okay, so my question is, were any of those things hard work? You can just shout this out, I'm not going to make Bethany run. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it takes, you know, trying to get a HR exam, I definitely couldn't just go and sit a HR exam and pass without the hard work 
or you know you have to learn your ballet moves, your steps, all those sorts of things. I mean, I don't really know what's involved in ballet, as you can tell. I don't have the build for that particularly. So all of those things take really hard work. They take commitment. They take dedic- take dedication. It takes time to learn those things. So I want you to kind of get you to exercise the the grey matter now, and I want you to think of. Is there anything you'd like to achieve in the future? And this is for the adults as well. Maybe there's that goal that you've always had, that thing that you've always wanted to achieve, whatever it might be. Maybe for some of you, you do want to pass your ballet exams later on in life, maybe, I don't know. But is there something that you want to achieve in the future? And I want you to think about what qualities will you need to achieve those things. And if anyone's happy to share, if you've got any uh, secret uh, things that you would like to share that you want to achieve, we can hold you accountable then and we'll cheer you on. Has anyone got any, any things that they'd like to achieve, anything special they'd like to achieve? My new gymnastics exam. Ooh, new gymnastics. Well, in two weeks' time, I'm planning to do a 150-mile bike ride with my 12-year-old grandson who's raising money to go to Africa for a school trip. Amazing. And what help do I need? I may need an electric bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Anyone else got anything they want to achieve? No? Okay, that's fine. That's okay. So I want you to think about all those things we've been thinking about. So we've been thinking about what it means to be a Wimbledon champion. We've been thinking about some of the special things we've achieved in our own lives and the things that maybe we want to achieve in the future. So all of those qualities that we shouted out, we had commitment, we had discipline, Uh, We had uh, hard work, practice, all of those things. So now if you apply those things to our spiritual life, to our relationship with Jesus, to our journey and our adventure uh, with Jesus and with our faith, what goals, I'm not going to ask you to uh, respond to this, this is rhetorical in case someone shouts out, Uh, what goals or hopes do you have for your faith, for your relationship with Jesus, for your walk with Jesus Maybe in the next month, the next year, the next five years. What are the things that you want to achieve with Jesus? Do you have something that you're working towards? Is there a place where you want to be in your faith? Maybe you want to know your Bible better or you want to know Jesus better. But do you have a goal with your faith in the next six months, next year? What are the dreams that you would like to achieve with Jesus? I know we've got some big dreamers in our church of things they want to achieve with Jesus, whether it be mission trips or setting up new charities or initiatives. So what are the dreams that you have with Jesus? And I'm sure those things equally are going to take hard work. They're going to take perseverance and dedication and commitment. They're going to take practice. They're going to take the honing of skills. And so with all that in mind, we're going to, we're going to listen to a famous story from the Bible. 
And I'm going to read it from a a children's Bible, Uh, but if you would like to follow along, uh, you can read it in Mark 2, uh, 1 to 12. Uh, And if you've got a church Bible, a church, yeah, a church Bible, I thought I'd said it wrong then, I corrected myself. Uh, You can read it on page 1003 if you'd like to follow along in the church Bible. But we're going to read the story of Jesus healing uh, the paralysed man. And it's called Down Through the Roof. Anna stuck a finger through the hole in her skirt. How did that get there, she wondered. She would have run to her mother to have it mended, but her mother was on the other side of the house, and the house was full. Packed full, jammed full, chock-a-block full. Why? Because Jesus was visiting. The old man and woman standing in front of Anna shifted, and she squeezed in the hole between them. She could see better now. Jesus was a lot like her father. They both taught people about God. They both prayed beautiful prayers. But Jesus could do something else, something her father had never done. Jesus could make sick people well. No wonder the whole town had crowded into her house. Suddenly, something dropped on Anna's head. What was that? Anna looked up, and there was another hole. Now, there wasn't just a hole in her dress. There was a hole in the roof. Anna stepped back. The hole got bigger and bigger. And now the whole crowd stepped back, and the hole got bigger still. What's going on up there? Anna's shouted Anna's father. And instead of an answer, a man dropped through the hole. A man laying on a mat with a rope at each corner. A poor, sick man who could not even move. His friends lowered him carefully to the floor. And Jesus gently laid a hand on his head. My friend, Jesus said, the wrong things you have done are now forgiven. Wait a minute, growled Anna's father. Wait just a minute. Only God can take away someone's sins. Just who do you think you are? Oh dear, thought Anna. Her father often got angry when he talked with people about God. But Jesus, Jesus wasn't angry at all. Which is easier, he said calmly. To forgive a lame man's sins, or to make him walk? It was all Anna could do not to giggle. What a silly question, she thought. One is just as hard as the other. Well, Jesus continued, to show you that God has forgiven me the power to fix what is wrong in this man's heart, I shall fix what is wrong with his legs. Stand up, Jesus ordered the man. You can do it. And the man did. What is more, he rolled up the mat, slung it over his shoulder, and walked out through the front door. His friends climbed down from the roof to join him. The crowd followed behind, cheering. But all Anna could do was to stare up through the hole and to smile. Thank you, Ben. We are going to continue worshipping now before we hear more about what that uh, story means for us and for our commitment to God. But we're going to stand and worship and sing the song, Water You Turned Into Wine.